Well, hello there, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Drive with Woody Fit. On this episode, I'm going to talk about uh, should you eat less on rest days and what are good core exercises. But before we get into that, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I want to let you know that today is the last day to take advantage of high-speed anabolics pre-sale pricing. Now, what is high-speed anabolic? If you haven't figured it out by now, or you haven't heard, or you haven't checked out the website by now, high-speed anabolic is a program that I wrote that walks you through the different ways of training. And the way that it's structured is that it shows you the best way for you to train for your body. On top of the program, you get access to the closed Facebook group where we do live tutorials, videos, answer questions, whatnot. Pretty much anything that comes up, we do in the closed Facebook group. You also get 11 different PDF downloads attached to your trainer trainee profile uh, in the training app where you can also track your workouts and whatnot that you can tap into um, and use as resources from now until the end of time. Well, pretty much till you die, okay? Uh, you get lifetime access, 30-day money-back guarantee. Um, you really have nothing to lose, you know what I mean? You, you could try the program out for 29 days and decide you don't like it, and we'll give you your money back. No hard feelings, none whatsoever. So take advantage of this offer to get on high speed anabolics pre-sale pricing head over to executivefitllc.com slash high speed anabolic um, or you could just go to the main page executivefitllc.com and you'll see it there too but enough of that enough of this i'm going to keep this intro short today so we can get into the meat and potatoes of this episode two questions that i have been asked and here Pretty frequently, should I eat less on rest days? I forget who asked this, who asked me this question, but this question comes from uh, a listener, and they said, "Should I eat less on rest days?" Well, the answer is yes, and the answer is no. Okay, um, the the first thing that it's going to boil down to is the fact that you need to listen to your body. All right, you can't just have a set. Um, eating schedule even you know even a set routine in the gym you can't just have a set thing and never vary from it based on how you're feeling right so let's say you're not really feeling 100% when you go to step in the gym and do your workout for whatever reason maybe you're coming down with a cold or you're just not feeling it there's nothing wrong with scaling back Okay, there's nothing wrong with taking a step back and saying, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little light today because I'm just not, I'm just not there, right? Like physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is, I'm just not there. And that's fine. All right. Just don't use it as an excuse to slack on your workouts. And when it comes to your diet, there's nothing wrong with, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more hungry. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of really hungry today. And there's nothing wrong with adding a little bit more food to your diet, just being careful that you're not adding, um, you know, junk food, snack food, stuff that's just readily available, add real, real food, just add, maybe make a little bit of a larger meal, right, or meal prep a little bit more food than you would normally eat, um, just in case, right, and now 
Now, how do you know, right? Like, how do you know when to do this, when to um, add more food? <clears throat> Excuse me. How do you know when to add more food? How do you know when to, um, you know, a- add less food? So what, I, what I've found, and this is a pretty regular thing for me, um, every day that I deadlift, that I deadlift heavy. Now, now if you've been listening, you've heard me say, because I said on one episode already, I'm training to break the deadlift world record in the 148 weight class in RPS powerlifting. And if you heard me, you heard me say that before, maybe you didn't, maybe this is the first time you heard me say it. Anywho, the day after deadlifts, I am always, I will literally pillage the refrigerator for food. All right. I am like I am just like a growing boy, you know, right in the middle of um, puberty. Like I just you can't stop me from eating. I got a bottomless pit. Right. So I've learned that about myself from making the mistakes of thinking that I can eat the same thing the day after um, a heavy deadlift day. Now, mind you, my workouts are in the evenings. Right, so I'll finish my workouts maybe like six p.m., six thirty p.m. So I will have one meal after that, go to bed, and then the next day it's like the hunger pangs just like hit me, like punch me right in the face, like ten out of ten, like it's it's pretty bad, right? So um, what I've what I the mistakes that I had made was keeping my meal prep the same the day after deadlifts. Now I understand that um, it can be pretty difficult let's say on a Sunday, to cook all of your meals for the week and then also take into account, well, wait a minute, Thursday's my day to deadlift, so I should add more food for Friday. You're getting really technical with that, and it's okay. You know, it's okay if you want to take that approach. The other approach is to just buy a little bit more or meal prep a little bit more than you would normally eat, right? And I'm not advocating just wasting food. Like, take it home and use it, you know what I mean? Or take it home and save it for another day or give it to the kids or use it somehow, right? If you have a dog, give it to your dog, right? But um, have food available for you to tap into as like a, oh crap, I'm still hungry. And it it makes sense that I'm still hungry, right? Um, So for me, that's always the day after heavy deadlifts. And it makes sense because the deadlifts are the the biggest compound movement that utilize the most muscle fibers in one movement so for me to train that lift very heavy, very focused on one day, it makes sense that the next day I'm going to be a little bit hungrier than usual. But what you want to watch out for is whether that feeling of hunger is really just cravings, right? So um, one way that I like to tell with tell my clients this and tell myself this, figure it out for myself when it's happening is if I think about eating another meal that I just ate, does it sound as appetizing as the candy bar that I'm, that I'm craving, right? Because when you're, when you're actually hungry, you'll, you'll eat anything. Like when it's like true hunger hits you, you'll eat anything. It doesn't matter, right? Because you're hungry, you just need food. So pay attention to that next time you feel like you're hungry. Imagine eating, you know, steak and potatoes, versus a bag of chips, right? Does it sound just as appetizing? Does your mouth still water, right? Do you still get uh, excited to eat it, right? I, I, I love food, 
and I'm very excited uh, when it comes to eating, right? I'm like a, uh, I've always said like I'm like I'm like a fat boy. I'm I'm plagued because I'm like a I have like a fat boy mentality, but I'm like stuck in this scrawny body, and it's impossible for me to gain weight. So, um, you know, I, I love eating. I love eating food, but like I still, you know, those of us, those those guys out there that are that are like me that are. Uh, have an ectomorphic type body, and it's very difficult for you to gain weight. It doesn't mean you can just go and just eat anything you want and expect your body to perform and expect your body to to build muscle. You need you still need to be just as consistent and disciplined and dialed in on your diet as somebody who has a hard time losing the weight. Okay, so um, and though for those of you who have trouble losing the weight and think that we have it easy. We don't, especially, especially when our goal is to get bigger because we're fighting an uphill battle, right? Um, because our, our metabolisms are just so fast and it's very, it's just very difficult to put on weight. It's, it's just the opposite way, okay? And you say you wish you had that problem until you live with it and you want to get bigger and then you don't want the problem. So I don't want to hear it. Anyway, enough of me ranting. Um, so you have to pay attention to whether um, that feeling that you're having is cravings or if it's actual hunger. Now, real, true hunger doesn't set in until about 48 hours after you eat. Now, none of us are going to go 48 hours without eating. Um, But because food is so readily available in our society, and we can pretty much eat whenever we want, it's very, very easy for our bodies to uh, get confused when we go... 12 or more hours without food. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, I don't, you know, I can eat whatever I want. Why? Why am I not eating? Why do I need food? I need food. I need food. And mentally, you're like, oh, I need food. I need food, which is not necessarily the case. But if you're working towards, um, you know, any type of fitness goal, unless you have a structured fasting regimen, it's not really a good idea to go 12 or more hours without eating. Unless you've planned it out, like I've said, I'm not bashing intermittent fasting. And there was a time that I was doing intermittent fasting. I was intermittent fasting um, for 15 hours a day and eating. It was like 9 and 15, I believe I was doing. And I was still eating at a uh, caloric surplus in those um, 9 hours. I think it would be 9, 15, yeah, because it's 16 and 8, so it would be, it'd be 15 and 9. I'm having trouble doing math. It's almost past my bedtime. So, um, anyway, um, intermittent fasting is great. Absolutely great, but it needs to be structured. You can't just starve yourself and then eat crap and, and expect that, that that's going to work. That's just that's just setting you up for uh, binging and purging or, or binging and starving, and that's not a good thing to be set up for. Um, so, um, the other thing you want to do, um, you know, should, should you eat less on rest days? Yes and no. Like I said, listen to your body, um, pay attention to whether it's actually, it's cravings. You're just craving something or you're actually hungry, right? And then, uh, you also want to calculate your macronutrients. Now, this is something that a lot of people, um, are not doing, right? Um, they don't, you know, you, you can't, here's the thing. You can't just, there's, there's many formulas out there on how to calculate your macronutrients. Some are pretty basic and some are pretty extensive. I wrote a blog post um, on the website on, on executivefitllc.com slash woodyfit. Um, it's one of the show, it, well, that's just the blog portion of the website, but um, I wrote a blog post on how to calculate your macros. And 
I'll link to it. I'll I'll put it in the description, um, so you can you can go check it out. But if you um, if you go to executivefitllc.com/slash/woodyfit, you'll be able to uh, find it. Find it if you scroll through the um, the different show notes. It'll be in there. It's a uh, calculating macronutrients 101. But um, you can't just do a formula. Can't just follow a formula. Punch in your own personal numbers. And then say, oh, okay, well, this is what the formula says my maintenance calories are, and so this is maintenance for me. You know, your uh, metabolism is not a fixed thing, right? So it fluctuates day to day, right? So, like, if we were to look at the metabolism on a scale of 0 to 100, right, 100 being the fastest metabolism that there is, and 0 being, like, you're dead, okay? Um, You know, one day you could be at a 72, and the very next day you could be at a 78, right? And then the very next day you could be down to 65, right? And and I don't know um, statistically whether, like, this is actually, like, it would vary that much. It would have that much fluctuation day to day. But it does have a fluctuation day to day, even if it's a very small fluctuation. So um, you can't just, that being said, you can't just do the formula, and then find out, okay, my maintenance calories is 1,800 calories a day, so if I eat at 1,700 calories a day, I can lose weight without exercise. Wrong, because your maintenance, your metabolism changes, so how many calories you burn per day changes, even at rest, okay? So what you need to do to figure out your macros is to calculate them, and I'll link to um, the the macronutrient calculator article that I wrote um, on the website in the description. I'm not making show notes for this episode. Maybe I should make show notes. Fuck it. I'll just make show notes for this episode. And you can find it at the show notes, executivefitllc.com slash woodyfit. Um, it'll be episode 39. It'll be the most recent one, and it'll link right to calculating the macros. So you calculate your macros. God, I just sometimes I just fucking rant. I need to stop that. So you calculate your macros, right? And then after you find this mac, this, this, um, what the mac, what the calculation says your maintenance is, you take that number, okay? And then you run that number for a week or two or four, however long you want to run that number. I would say a minimum of a week. And you pay very close attention to your body weight. You weigh yourself at the exact same time every single day. You know, if your routine is get up, take a poop, brush your teeth, you get up, take a poop, weigh yourself, brush your teeth, and that's your routine while you're eating at that ma- at, at those men- those amount of macros for, uh, throughout the week, okay? And you need to be very um, consistent with eating that amount of uh, calories every single day and that whatever macronutrient distribution um, that you do, protein, carbs, and fats, the percentages of those, you need to be very consistent with eating that throughout the week and get as close as you can. Even if your meals don't change, just so you can hit that, so be it. Because we need to find whether this calculation is accurate for you or not. And then depending on which direction your body which direction your body weight goes over the course of the week or two weeks, it'll tell you, um, that'll give you an average of whether you're, that is your resting, your, you know, your maintenance caloric intake or whether your maintenance caloric intake is higher than that. You know, if you're doing that and you're losing weight, that means that, um, your maintenance caloric intake is above where you are eating. Or if you're doing that and you're gaining weight, that means your maintenance caloric intake is below what you're eating at. So, um, you need to pay very close attention to all of these factors. Um, 
how many calories you're eating, what your body weight is, weigh yourself at the same time every single day. And, and you know, after two weeks, you know, two weeks is a good enough time. After two weeks, you will have a good enough uh, guesstimate as to where your maintenance calories is, and then you can play on that, right? So if you want to gain weight, you can then take that number and eat two to 300 calories above that number, okay? Um, if your maintenance caloric intake you know, and you want you want to lose weight, then you eat below that number. You know, two to three hundred calories below that number, or even eat at a maintenance on training days. That way, um, you're 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 allowing the exercise to put you in a calorie deficit, and you're not going into the workouts in a calorie deficit. If that makes sense. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> So from here, should you eat less on rest days? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm fucking terrible tonight. No. You should not eat less on rest days. But if you want to um, calculate your macros to be different on rest days, okay, then do so. If we're talking about it being less than a heavy training day, yes. You know, I eat less in in theory, right? So on the day that I the day that I deadlift, let's say, okay, and I eat twenty five hundred calories. We're that's not accurate. We're just gonna say twenty five hundred, okay? I eat twenty five hundred calories on the day that I deadlift. The next day is a rest day, but remember, like I said earlier, I'm just like hunger pangs all day, right? Because I exerted so much the day before doing deadlifts. That being said. The next day may be a rest day, but I might eat 2,900 calories because my body is just, just needs the fuel right, to recover and to operate at that point. So um, this is very, very um, contingent on what was the day before a rest day. And if you have this issue as well, if you are extremely hungry the day after deadlifts, and I'll find even that the day after um, a rest day, I'm not as hungry right? Even if I'm doing a hard workout later in the day, I just can't fit all of the calories in that I'd like to fit in for that day. And that's, that's totally okay. There's, there's nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. This is how I ran my um, diet while we were testing high speed anabolic was I just listened to my body, right? I knew I had a good idea where my maintenance caloric intake was, and I was eating above that. And then every two to three weeks, I'd throw in a few low-calorie days, right? Um, it was like two low-calorie days that I'd throw in, okay? And what I would do by that is I would just extend my morning fast and just eat a little bit less at each meal. Um, and I just listened to my body, right? So even if it was a rest day and I deadlifted heavy the day before and I was hungry, I ate, Right? Especially if it was a day where it was like, okay, these are high calorie days. And by following that, I mean, I put uh, 30 pounds on my max deadlift um, following high speed anabolic. So, um, you know, it that method of eating, you know, it'll work different for everybody. And it, it may not work for you. You know, it may, eating less on rest days may be the best option for you, which is why you need to experiment with this. Experiment with this, see what works and what doesn't work. Because in all honesty, the best way to find out if something works for you is to do it, not to ask questions about, oh, does this, does this do that? Like, yeah, there's general, there's general guidelines. Like, 
deadlifts recruit the most muscle fibers, release the most HGH and the most testosterone in the body. Yes, that's going to be across the board, right? But to throw deadlifts in a circuit may not be the best way for you to train, but it may give Joe Schmo massive strength gains, right? So you need to um, experiment. Just because it worked for him doesn't mean it's going gonna, it's gonna to work for you. And just because it didn't work for him or her, I'm not sexist, doesn't mean it's not going to work for you, okay? So um, that's take that as uh, a big thing, right? Just because it didn't work for somebody else doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. So it, it's worth a try. Everything's worth a try because your body is so unique that their body may not, just may not respond to it, but your body may, okay? So try things out, try new things, do new things, um, and, you know, ultimately at the end of it, just fucking have fun with this shit, like, that's all this is, you know what I mean? You gotta, you have to have fun with this, you have to make it enjoyable, uh, like we talked about in the other podcast about setting goals, and, and sticking to a routine, you have to make it, you have to do things that are enjoyable to you, you know, if kickboxing is enjoyable to you and you keep that as your hobby and it also keeps you in shape, bravo, you're, you're doing it right, right? Like, but if you, if you want to start to try to look like Arnold in his prime and your, your hobby is kickboxing and you expect that to make you look like Arnold in his prime, well, I'm, I'm hate to break it to you, honey, but you know, you need to train a certain way to look a certain way or train a certain way to perform a certain way. So um, if your goal is just general fitness, general wellness, um, just extending your life and living a better, um, you know, a better, having better quality of life, then the best way you can work out is just by finding something that happens to be a hobby or you can turn it into a hobby that also helps to keep you in shape. Even like hiking. If hiking is your hobby, fucking go hike every two days. And that's, that's going to keep you in shape. I, I fucking guarantee it. Unless you're like a bitch and you only like walk like a mile, then that doesn't, that doesn't count. Like I'm talking about like real hiking. I'm talking about like actual mountain hiking where you need boots and you need a backpack because it's freaking hard. That's the type of hiking I'm talking about. None of this pansy crap. What are we, where are we even going with this? This is just getting so... So off track right now. Um, it's it's pretty late, you guys, but I wanted to do this episode because these are some. This is a this is a good question. The next one is a really good question, um, and I kind of went on a rant last night. I had my buddy uh, my buddy Tim. Shout out to Tim Holmes. If you're listening to this, let me know you you heard this because I'm not gonna tell you that I mentioned you on the podcast. So if you hear this, then like, give me a shout because. Yeah, that'd be cool to know you listen. Anyway, uh, Tim comes over after work, generally on Wednesdays, and we do a workout together. Sometimes we do, like, heavy hitter. Like, yesterday was a heavy hitter. We did legs. We just did an asinine amount of squats. Um, Sometimes we just do, like, dumb shit. Like, we'll train arms. We'll do some bicep curls and chin-ups, you know we just have fun with it, right? We just do whatever. Because usually Wednesday is my rest day, so I just throw in an extra workout to do with Tim. And I teach him some things here and there because he's still, I would say he's still a beginner. He definitely has a lot of experience under his belt with lifting. But, um, you know, he's he's 
still getting his feet wet, I would say, with the whole training thing. So uh, it's fun to teach him. It's fun to work with him on, you know, showing him different things. I showed him how he was doing some butt winking while we were squatting yesterday and how to improve that, how to get rid of that. And he just focused on his mobility. So it, it was a good time. But uh, we're, you know, we finished our workout and we're drinking some we're drinking some uh, Four Sigmatic Mushroom Hot Chocolate, which I'll link to that in the show notes um, as well. Let me write myself a note. Four Sigmatic. Now, you spell that um, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C, uh, Four Sigmatic. And if you just type that in on Amazon, you're going to get some pretty wild results. I have a bunch of their stuff, so I have... The Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee that I drink every day. That's part of my uh, daily elixir to prevent me from getting sick. Uh, I know, although I am coughing, so I'm not 100% sure if that's, if that's working. But if you have kids, you understand. Listen, if you don't have kids, you don't understand. Um, they also have mushroom hot chocolate um, infused with the one that I have is infused with reishi mushroom. I have another one that's infused with cordyceps mushroom uh, to energize you and give you uh, better vitality. And then they have a 10 mushroom blend, which is this chocolate, like cocoa flavored um, powder that has 10 different mushroom extracts in it, including uh, lion's mane, chaga, reishi, um, a cor- I think there's cordyceps in that one too. It's really, it's like a shotgun um, it's like a shotgun, uh, what's the term? It's like a shotgun of mushrooms. You're just like shooting yourself with a shotgun of mushrooms without the dangers of actually shooting yourself with a shotgun full of mushrooms. Um, but I'll link to that in the show notes. But anyway, we're drinking our mushroom hot chocolate. Tim looks at me and he goes, so what are some good core exercises? And I was like, Tim, can we podcast about this right now? He's like, nah. We're not going to podcast. So I was like, fine, I'll answer the podcast. I'll answer the question by myself. So now I'm here by myself answering Timmy's question. Now, um, although I did answer his question, um, I went pretty deep into it with him about it. But when it comes to, like, what's a good core exercise, the definition of a good core exercise depends on what your goal is, right? So let's take let's take my situation. Okay, I'm training to, to beat the deadlift world record. I want my core to be able to stabilize very well because the core needs to stabilize during the deadlift to keep the spine safe. Okay, So any ab exercises that I'm going to do is going to be focused on stabilization, right? like planks or flutter kicks even. Um, but before, you know, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Before we go on to say what is a good core exercise and what is a bad core exercise, although that comes down to um, what your goal is, we need to understand what the abs do. Okay, So if you sit up in your chair and you sit up straight and you flex your abs, your spine is going to, to arch. right? Your spine is going to bend. Okay, That movement is what the, 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 ab, the, the rectus abdominis, the front of the abs, the, the, the thing we all think of when we think of abs, um, which is the abs in the front, the six-pack, that's what they do, right? They arch the spine, okay? When they contract, your spine arches, 
Okay. You have there's other anatomy there. There's the transverse abdominis, which is responsible for rotation. Okay. When you rotate your trunk back and forth, you have the obliques. Okay, which are on the sides, which give you that nice V taper. Well, when they're really built, you don't really have a V taper, but it looks hot when you wear your pants a little bit below your waist. Um, no homo. And uh, and then you have like your lower back area, right? So like your erectors um, and your lower back. Those are that all is pretty much encompassing of the core. Now I know I'm missing some muscles, and yeah, I'm not an anatomist anatomist, whatever, I, I don't know all of the m minuscule um, muscles in there, but those are the major ones, okay, those are the major ones that, that come to mind when talking about training um, your core, training your abs, okay, um, so that being said, now that we know that the core runs all the way around um, your midsection, let's talk about what are good core exercises, so this is going to boil down to what is your goal, Okay, is your goal um, to build nice rectus abdominis muscles, the ones in the front that really pop and they're really defined? Is that what your goal is? Or is your goal, um, like mine, to have your core be really good at stabilizing, right? And not necessarily um, going through the full range of motion like you would a bicep curl to build the bicep. You're not going through the full range of motion to build the core you just you want to train it to stabilize and you want to train it to stabilize under a lot of pressure okay so that being said um what is a good core exercise so let's start with building the abs right let's start with building um the core right to make it pop like the rectus abdominis to get that six-pack and get those defined obliques and get that nice strong lower back okay uh, my number one exercises for the rectus abdominis is going to be uh, weighted reach-ups now the weighted reach-up is like the sit-up you're, you're starting in a sit-up position okay and then you're holding your arms straight out in front of you and they're, they're pointing to the ceiling, okay? You're going to imagine that your arms are in a tube and you're going to lift your shoulder, your, your upper body off of the ground, reaching upward towards the ceiling, okay? And you want to keep your arms going perfectly straight up and down. Now, of course, it's impossibly perfectly straight up and down, but that's the focus, right? You don't want your arms to rock forward and backward throughout this. Now, I say weighted because you can do that movement holding a weight. You can really contract the abs really good um, and really get them to contract and then um, lay back down and, and you're you're pretty much going through the full range of motion with that one and the reason I like that one is because you can really overload the core you can really add on a whole lot of weight um, you can you know you can as much weight as you can support you can do weighted reach-ups with which you won't need much to do this at first um, definitely start with just your body just your body weight this first time around and then maybe add in um, some weights down the road so then my number two core exercise uh, for building the core is going to be twisting crunches okay because you have that rotation so you're hitting the transverse abdominis as well in that rotation um, and then I like the uh, standing oblique crunches with a plate or a dumbbell to target the obliques and then I really like um, good mornings 
A good mornings look like a bad squat. They look like a squat gone bad, right? Because you're you're bending over at the hip without really bending at the knees very much. And the point is to train that lower back, to train those rectors, um, and really build them and get them strong. So those are my top exercises for building the core. Um, when it comes to stabilizing, I like weighted planks. Um, that's that's pretty much my go-to is planking, you know, um, front plank, side plank, reverse plank. I just like planking um, to get my core to stabilize. Now, let's talk about this. This is something that came up with me and Tim yesterday about uh, core exercises that are not worth doing. Um, number one is going to be hanging leg raises. Now, this might come as a shock, but it's seen. I it's all over. Uh, like Instagram, it's all over social media, right? These fit pros, these um, built people that are doing hanging leg raises to train their core, and they're saying, yeah, do hanging legs, and that's fine, right? Because, But it is a good exercise when uh, performed properly. But it, the problem is it's very easy to perform it wrong and pull your legs up with your hip flexors, okay? Thus defeating the purpose of training the abs, right? A lot of people will go there, go to do the hanging leg raise, and they'll just immediately start pulling with their hip flexors, and then all of a sudden their hip flexors will start to hurt, and they'll be like, oh, I don't get it. I don't know. Well, it's because you're doing it wrong, because it takes a lot. It, it, it really does take a lot to be able to solely use your core. It takes a lot of mind-muscle connection, and it takes a strong core to be able to lift your legs up without using your um, without using your hip flexors. Now I can only do maybe four or five good hanging leg raises before my hip flexors start to take over just because it's a difficult exercise to do. Um, you know but I mean I could go through the motion and just do a whole bunch of leg raises but to really focus on pulling with your core using your rectus abdominis those muscles in the front and not using the hip flexors is it makes it difficult but that's how you do that exercise and because that exercise is so advanced I don't I personally generally don't do it I generally don't have any clients do it I don't think I ever had a client do hanging leg raises now that I think about it just because it's it's just too advanced right there's there's better more effective ways to build the core, to train the core. Um, now, if you want to train your hip flexors, if you're trying to get strong hip flexors, then yeah, that would be a good movement to do, especially if you focus on pulling with the hip flexors. But generally, if you're just doing that to build the core, just stop. There's better There's better exercises out there like the weighted reach-ups, uh, the reach-throughs, the crunches, Although the crunches just don't pull your head forward during the crunches, keep that keep that spine, neck, head, neck, and spine neutral um, during your crunches. Kind of lead with your chin as you're doing crunches. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of other um, good core exercises than hanging leg raises. But um, so if you got anything from this, don't do <laughs> don't do hanging leg raises because they're just difficult to do. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's trouble. It's just trouble. It makes it hard. And, uh, yeah. So, um, but that's all 
that's all that I have for this episode. Um, number number one, I, I want to thank you. If you're listening all, the, all at this point, you've listened to me jab for 60 minutes, 30, 35 minutes. Um, I, w- I want to thank you for, um, you know, spending your time, giving, giving me your time and, and just listening to me talk about random whatever fitness stuff. Um, because, you know, I, I, I do appreciate um, the listeners. You, you guys are awesome. Um, you know, we're getting like so many more listens per episode than I, than I thought we were going to, especially because we've only been, we've only really been hammering down on the podcast for, um, a few months now. So it's really, um, you you guys are freaking awesome. And what I want to do, what I want to do for the month of December, for the whole month of December, if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing at this point for the whole month of December, if you leave a review on the executive fit Facebook page, um, we're going to pick reviews that we like, and then we're going to send you guys t-shirts. Right? A t-shirt, we're just going to send you a t-shirt. Right? We're going to send you an, an executive fit t-shirt because uh, we, 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 that's how much we appreciate your, uh, the fact that you listen and the fact that you support the show. So um, if you want to win a t-shirt, we're going to do this weekly. Okay, so starting the first week of December, go leave a review on the Executive Fit Facebook page. Mention the fact that you listen to Drive with Woody Fit, the podcast Drive with Woody Fit. Um, leave us a five star review, and we'll send you a T shirt. That's it's that simple. Uh, if we like your review, you know, if we, we get boatloads of reviews, we're just gonna pick the ones we like. We're gonna send you know, so make it interesting, make it funny, make it witty. Leave something funny but good, and uh, and maybe you'll win a T shirt. All right, you guys, that's all I got for today. Again, thank you for listening to this episode. It is much, much appreciated, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.